For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. We're coming now. Welcome to Wrestling Daft the Marks, and it's Wrestling the Daft the Marks in your house or in our house, uh, as it would go. Uh, I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft, and I'm currently wearing my brand new Cesaro Wrestling Purist t shirt and sporting a pair of Star Wars leisure pants. Uh, and if a child does run in during the broadcast, I apologise because we're all in our house this week. In front of me, I can see a man sitting there who's bigger than the queues to get into Tesco at 9.30am. It's Alex. Good afternoon, John. How are we? Very well, sir. Good to hear your voice. Um, I've just I like the way you're lying to the audience and telling them that you're actually wearing trousers because I'm definitely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what are you, t-shirt are you sporting today, Alex? I have my Ultimo Dragon Gym t-shirt on that I picked up in Japan because I'm a filthy, filthy mark who goes to the filthy, filthy marky wrestling. Of course you are. Um, and what, can we expect any distractions from your end? I expect children to run in the room at some point. What about you? Uh, so far, you may get an ass of a cat on the webcam screen, as she seems to be quite good at hearing webcams and just deciding to appear and walk all over the keyboard. But so far, I don't think she's in the room, so we should be okay. Fine, fine. I know half you would have heard in the background there is a man who drops wrestlers' names more than R-Truth drops the 24-7 title. It's Scotland's Premier Wrestling Journal, Gary Cassidy. Thank you. How's it going? Very well, my friend. Very well. And, and who are you wearing today, Gary? Well, I actually just got a Wolfgang t-shirt through in the post, but I'm saving that for slightly better times. Um, so I'm wearing an Ilya Dragunov t-shirt today. Beautiful. That You two are marking out. I mean, I've got my Cesaro. <laughs> I've, I've went for the basic, you know, WWE Euro shop. You two have to just go that one bit more, don't you? We appreciate the finer things, John. Yeah, you bloody bunch of marks, you. Uh, so, so we're on lockdown like everyone else, but like everyone else, we're determined to keep the content going and keep wrestling daft coming to your ears. So we're not in the studio. Um, and like you guys, we're all a bit bored out of our tits, aren't we? So Definitely. Basically, I can't speak about the current booking of Daniel Bryan to my wife. So I basically need to chat to you two every week to get it off my chest. So here we are. Since there is all this extra time, surely that's more time to watch wrestling. So personally, I've discovered um, Vice's new documentary series this week called Dark Side of the Ring. And they're, so they've just started season two. And so season two, episode one, has been on Chris Benoit. Ooh. And he's portrayed by a clickbait um, here, former WWE superstar. The, the guy from the Cruiserweight Classic, Tyson Dox, Tyson Do, I don't know how you pronounce it. But he portrays uh, him, and yeah, uh, it's, it was in round one of the the cruiserweight classic, and then get put out. Well, they've they've been they've approached it very well so far. So they've mainly part one's been all about like up until the incident, let's call it for lack of a better <laughs> right. word. But it's they've had like 
Vicky Guerrero on it. They've had Chris Jericho on it. They've had Chavo Guerrero on it because obviously Chris and Eddie were really close. So it's it's quite it's been quite good to hear kind of a career retrospective of them without everyone mentioning the incident. Yeah, so there's loads of wrestling out there. If you've got the network, obviously in these times of lockdown, which does sound like it is a, was a pay per view lockdown, wasn't it? It's a TNA one, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it does sound like an absolute pay-per-view. So in these times of lockdown, why not just get stuck into the network and you can discover loads of new stuff out there? And it's uh, free right now as well. They've put a free tier in for the network in the past 24 hours. So they've added they like, really? a load of WrestleManias and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I, I think the obvious, the, the obvious free month that everyone gets anyway, they've actually got a free tier now, which is pretty cool. Well, you can't get Mince or Bogro, but you can get free wrestling here at WWE. Thank you, Sir Vince. Getting back onto the coronavirus, before moving on, a big thanks to everyone who got involved last week. You remember, boys, how we were asking for what wrestler's theme tune do you wash your hands to? Yep. Uh, lots of people getting involved. Thanks for everyone that got involved. Chris Grants went for Judas from Jericho, obviously. I'll just listen to that anytime. Any excuse to listen to that song is good for me. Most of them have done, you know, these diagrams that you see as well with the washing hands, and they've done the actual lyrics along to the washing hands thing. <laughs> uh, so I love this. Uh, Hazy's went for I'm an ass man from Billy Gunn. Albie's went for the honky tonk man. Uh, another winger has went for the de- theme, demolition theme. Oh, that's a cracker, that one. <laughs> Our man, Div Grimison, who obviously, music extraordinaire, uh, we should really listen to what he's going for. The Lex Express, I'll be your hero. <laughs> Uh, and Pablo Vault Horror is agreed with you, Alex, right to censor. Or Sean Michaels, sexy boy, but replacing the word sexy with clean. See, surely it should be dirty boy. I think dirty boy's got uh. a bit more ring to it than clean boy. <laughs> uh, so thanks very much for everyone that get involved. But before we get on to the rest of the show, let's talk a wee bit more about Mania. Um, obviously, since we last spoke on this show, it had... We were all speculating it was going to be at Madison Square Gardens, um, potentially a rumour, but that looks like that's a lot of rubbish now, and it looks like we're charging on with two nights at the Performance Centre. Thoughts? Not just the Performance Centre. Um, so I, I got a wee, um, after it was confirmed as being two days, I got a little message in my weirdly Twitter DM um, from a WWE spokesperson to say it would be emanating from multiple locations, but they would not say any more than that. Um, I think we can take for last night's Raw that there's going to be a match outside of the Performance Centre from AJ Styles and Undertaker, but there's also a lot of rumours that Charlotte Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley's going to take place for an empty full sale, and also that uh, Cena and Wyatt are going to have a, a gimmick match as well. Absolutely, we'll get into that later on the news, but what do you reckon about two days of WrestleMania, Alex? I think so far the way they've been splitting the card looks pretty good. I, I think I texted you all when I saw what they'd put into for night one and night two. And so far, everything I want to see is on night one, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Apart from Edge Orton, which hasn't been confirmed yet, the night one card looks so much better. Because you've got your Drew match on you, you've got the Ripley-Charlotte match on there. But, you know, I'm all for it. If they want to go and do these pre-tape segments, people have been moaning about them. But I think it'll make for a, a better show and... For the Undertaker AJ match especially, you can just edit the hell out of it and make Taker look amazing. <laughs> Gary, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. My one hope is, you know, obviously there's minimal chance of it leaking anyway since it has a closed set, but I'd quite like it if they recorded alternate endings to each of them, not least because in a yeah. couple of years for the WWE Network, it would make some pretty cool documentaries. 
Um, but no, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The one thing I think, um, I think you said it last week, John, where it's like they probably shouldn't add any more matches. They've kind of went and uh, <laughs> added yeah. a load more matches, so so we'll see how how much it gets stale or not. But I'm excited. <laughs> Again, we'll get into that in the news. Loads to talk about on WrestleMania. We'll get into that in the news later on. But on the show also today, we'll be looking back at the week in wrestling. We'll be burying and putting over stuff from all the shows this week. And we're going to welcome one of our fellow Marks on the show. Gary, you'll have all that news that we're going to talk about. So much to talk about from the business at the moment. We're going to take a trip to Fantasy Booking Island. And Gary, you're on the boat this week. What are you, what are you thinking? Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a long term booking for uh, Mr. Drew McIntyre. Starting off with him uh, with him not winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, so we'll see how many people absolutely hate me after that. Ooh. <laughs> I love a bit of controversy on Fantasy Booking Island. <laughs> Listen, we want to retain listeners here, Gary Cassidy. Last week you went a tirade against the fans, and now you're about to do one on Drew. Jesus. Uh, one of the most promising wrestlers in the UK, a Mr. Leighton Buzzard, will be on the 10 count and telling us all about his favourite things in wrestling. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest on something on wrestling and uh, up this week to the mic it's Mr. Alex McRoberts Okay, so this week guys, I want to talk a little bit about WWE's championship belt situation, alright, so there's 18 champions 5 of them are tag, so that means there's 23 champions on a roster of just under 150 so that means 15% of the roster are champions (laughs) 1 in 7 It just doesn't make any sense, does it? So the question I'm going to ask this week is why? Why do they need so many champions that they could literally field a football match and throw in the referee as well? It's it's mind-blowing. So let's start off with the name. So, I mean, the universal title. Where where world title makes sense because it's defended around the world. So where around the universe is this belt going to be defended? Is Elon Musk going to take it up to Mars with him and then go and fight some kind of galactic champion? No, that's not going to happen. Fucking rename it. <laughs> the only good thing to happen to that belt recently was Goldberg to beat the Fiend so we never have to see that disgusting excuse for a kid's toy belt ever again. I mean, say what you want about a big gold belt, but at least it looked like a World Heavyweight Championship and it made sense. Then we have the 24-7 Championship, a washed-out bastardization of an iconic concept that looked like it took less time to put together than its namesake. I'm sorry, Mauro Rollo, but the belt looks worse than Mick Foley's ear. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the Tag Belts, perhaps WWE's most pointless pointless championship and for a company that doesn't actually care about tag team wrestlings having five is ever so slightly ironic how about we just have a unification tournament so we have one tag team champion so they might actually get some screen time then we have the cruiserweight belt a belt has been passed around more shows than big shows done heel heel turns and now i'm not sure if it's on raw 205 live nxt is it even considered canon anymore (laughs) they've even managed to ruin nxt's titles and turn them into a big bland bland pile of mess ever since Austin Creed's little unsavory antics on them. (laughs) We've all heard that Vince likes his championships to feel prestigious, like how he insists that they have the word title or championship. But a little bit of poor booking and some pre-marked design standards makes these things look more like more like toys than belts. <laughs> so if WWE, if you insist on having this many belts, then buck up, burn it down, and whoever made those UK belts, redesign the lot and fucking use them properly. Right, it's time to get up to date on what's been happening. 
Right, if you're sitting about the house, you've got nothing to do, you want a wrestling daft t-shirt, all you have to do is go on to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft and you can take a pick from our wide range of t-shirts. We've got all the designs from all the catchphrases from the shows. I'm going to take a bump for you. Chips, cheese and donut. Chips, cheese and donor meat, and uh, Margaret is the fiend, uh, which, and we've got our favourites at the show, of course, which is I'm a Mark. That's our personal favourite here at the show. And a lot of people have been asking, um, we've got one currently going into design production. I'm a wrestler, Tay, after Grado's encounter with uh, Goldberg, which he said, I'm a wrestler, Tay. Uh, so that's going into production. So you'll get that at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft very very soon and if you do that buy a t-shirt please send us a pic on social media so we can stick you in the hall of fame our current listener of the week um off the back of our victory westy went out and bought herself a very own chips cheese and donor meat in a lovely sporting green and white i wonder what team she supports uh so westy <laughs> chips cheese and donor meat t-shirt you can get one too shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft So every week we look at the, the good and the bad from the big wrestling shows and a feature we do called Buddy or Put Over. Two buddies from each shows, two putovers from each shows and a match of the night. Uh, and this week we're joined by one of our wrestling daft patrons and fellow Mark. Welcome to the show, Paul Fivey. Hello, how are you? Great, great to have you on board, mate. Um, via yep. Skype as well in this world of social distancing. Yep, absolutely. Completely arm's length here. Two metres, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Paul, before we get into it, you must find out what your wrestling credentials are before you get you on this show. What are they? Uh, I suppose the thing I could probably say most about my wrestling credentials is I'm the one that introduced Grado to Michelle McManus. Wow. Was... <laughs> <laughs> You're not always that in Grado's life, then. I'm, I'm the I'm, I'm the one who set up the whole thing with Michelle doing his theme tune at the first Shug's house uh, house party. For really? Hey, how, did that, yeah. how did that come about? How did that come about? Uh, Michelle was good friends with my wife and tried to sort of make out that she was a big wrestling fan for a while and it's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I believe you. So I showed her a bit of ICW and particularly Grado and I was like, yeah, two of you could could be quite good together because it's the same sort of. Same sort of background, same sort of appeal, I think. And I just sort of said, you know, why, why don't you, you know, would you not mind sort of doing a WrestleMania-style thing and sing his theme tune, go to the ring? And she sort of looked at me and, ah, I suppose. And so I just reached out to Grado on Twitter and set it up. Brilliant. That, that's going to take some beating, by the way. But he's got better credentials than any of us. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, John, next week you're going to be replaced as the host, all right? <laughs> <laughs> So unfortunately, Paul, as a guest, Mark, you've been landed with SmackDown, but we'll get to you in a minute. Let's kick off with the Wednesday Night Wars. And Alex, you had an absolute belter with this week's AEW. I think I was the only one who's going to have anything interesting to talk about really here, aren't I? Uh, so it was their first empty arena show, and unlike WWE, they actually went to an arena instead of just a performance center and managed to shoehorn a little bit of atmosphere in there by having like a couple of the wrestlers just hang around the ring. So you had like MGF and Sean Spears just standing there gambling on the matches. You had a little spot between Colt Cabana and um, and who was it again? And somebody. And uh, you even had Sammy Guevara singing at uh, Chris Jericho's entrance. So they kind of made up for the crowd in their own little way. Um, but so, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna start by putting over that something that is not the dark order because that's what everyone assumed everyone was gonna put over this week. I'm gonna put over the Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer vignette because I thought it was oh, yes. great. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Like, because we're now in the world of social distancing, we've all had plenty of time to consume podcasts. So I think Matt Hardy was saying on, and it was Chris Jericho who was saying on his podcast that they filmed that at Darby Allen's house. So um, why Darby has quite such a house in that area, I'm not quite sure. But uh, I thought they produced that really well. And the vignette's been a bit of a lost start in wrestling recently. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Can't remember the last time someone was introduced through one, and I just thought it was kind of spot on. And the other thing I'm going to put over is the debut of Vanguard One on the <laughs> Elite, because because there was no one there, or else the drone wouldn't have been allowed in. So it's it's kind of a two for one. Um, and surprisingly, I'm going to do the old flip flop and bury part of that. So I'm actually going to bury the fact that I didn't really like Matt Hardy's debut. I, I, just I, don't do, yeah, I get that I get that totally like I like the whole drone bit I like the suspense but I don't understand why they didn't let him talk I, I totally get that it was, I was, I felt it was really awkward and the camera stood on him remained on him too long there at the end as well there's only so much facials the boy can do yeah exactly <laughs> and I know he's been talking a lot in Free the Delete and stuff but he could have truly recycled some of that and they could have given him a mic or something like that but yeah. I did like the booking that led up to him, and I like the way they managed to kind of swerve everyone a little bit who assumed it would be Matt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else are you burying? I'm going to go back to the AEW backroom staff, and I'm going to bury Brody Lee's fucking Taylor because it's <laughs> right. Let's, let, let's break it down. First of all, that white jacket. That white jacket was 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 just horrible, and it just doesn't suit the Dark Order at all. Then he takes it off, and he has perhaps the single worst pair of wrestling trousers I've ever seen a man wear. Like the things were so baggy, he couldn't even move around properly. It just, it just looked weird. So somebody, please, Goni, go and sort that out. Uh, match of the night. Match of the night. See, I really liked Lucha, the Lucha Brothers versus the Best Friends, and John yeah. just appeared behind him, and uh, especially the wee spot with the Best Friends and their little elbow bump, not quite being able to give the people what they want, but giving them the best they can get that i get that well i guess i had finley no. go away no. finley no. i'm recording a podcast you have to leave that in as well <laughs> I, I told you this would happen uh right i'm gonna go for i was uh, nxt now nxt was a bit strange this week obviously it was just uh you talk about the the lost art of the vignette they went to town on the vignettes this week. <laughs> uh, it was just a series of documentaries. So we had one on Gargano and Champa. We had one on Ripley. Uh, and we had the other one on... Oh, my God, I can't even remember. Someone remind me what else. There was three of them. Oh, it's... All I remember is literally Gargano Champa because it took up almost the entire... I, skipped, I really enjoyed the, the Champa Gargano one, I have to say, because it just shows you... I mean, I think it will go down probably in you know WWE history as one of the top rivalries in, in the WWE. Uh, there's not many I can remember in the last, certainly, 10 years that have you know been up to that standard of rivalries. Maybe you could argue Orton Cena, potentially, but I don't know. I think it's um, it's like one step above Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I think it's took that yeah. up a notch. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I really, I, I keep harping on about. It. I really hope it ends to hell, uh, hell in the cell uh, between the two of them. I think that's the way, the only way to end it. Um, so Would you do yeah. it behind, do it in a closed arena though. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. No, it's got to be. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, um, Rhea, I moved on to NXT UK. I thought I need to have something to talk about on the on this section of the show. So I sat down and I watched NXT UK, and I don't normally do. And I have to say, I thoroughly bloody enjoyed it. The Scottish guys are doing so well there. You know, we're all biased up here, but they, they st- I think they stand out above everybody else. Is it just me or that, that thinks that? No, I, I 100% think that. I think I said to you as well when I went down to NXT UK takeover Blackpool 2, the one uh, takeaway I took was like Gallus were just incredible and obviously <laughs> Kaylee Ray and Piper Devon as well. Um, <laughs> and I think you should put over Alex's cat. I, I think that's Alex's cat. Alex's cat's <laughs> arse has just turned up in front of the camera for people to listen to this on the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I should have released a video version. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I I think that I thought the the, the Noam Dar promo that he cut um, with uh, Akid was yeah. real, just brilliant. Noam, just really really good. And I think um, Gallus just looked brilliant on it. See, see, he's a three man team, and the, the what they do is a three man team. You've got to put them up there as one of the best, you know, factions in in the business and in, in, in the WWE today. I think. I absolutely love them, man. I, I said that, like, I think um, TakeOver Blackpool too, I, I think I'd have loved if Joe Coffey became champion, obviously, uh, but they just looked like stars for the full thing. And even in the media yeah. thing before it, they were the standout for me. I, again, I might be biased because I'm Glaswegian, but they were the standout for me. And I yeah. just think they are incredible. Even the little things, like, they don't call, call themselves a faction, they call themselves a firm and stuff like that. I, I just yeah. The one thing I will say is I didn't like their kind of pre-promo at TakeOver Blackpool. To me, they felt a little bit bland when they were just in that kind of pool hall. That was that. That's the weakest I've seen them. But apart from that, I completely agree. So that, 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 that's been pretty much my putovers. Basically putting over the Scottish. Uh, Kayleigh Ray and uh, Piper as well. Look like they're going on the feud, which will be great as well. Uh, on to the buddies. Um, Ridge Holland. Now, is everyone aware of Ridge Holland? Yes. Yeah. Peaky Blinders style gimmick. Big lad, he looks like a bear. He looks like someone that Vince would love. But oh my God, was that boy green. Uh, <laughs> really, like, there was, you could watch it and just went, oh, that wasn't meant to happen. Oh, that didn't look good. So I think he needs a bit of work. He looks like, a, I tell you what, he looks like a beast, but I think he needs a wee bit of work on that. And this is the first time I've really seen Flash Morgan Webster. Now, I don't think he's always had this gimmick, but the Modfather gimmick... Modfather. Oh, he has had that gimmick since uh, oh. his first debut. Well, I've only known of him since he first debuted in NXT UK, and he was the Modfather. It's, One it's, thing I can say, Edge has said that Flash Morgan Webster's his favourite NXT UK guy. Really? Yeah, that was, Edge was the, that was the one guy he picked out. I think I think because it's our it's because it's NXT UK we just factionize with everyone from our own country. Do you I, know? Maybe it's maybe it's, the Welsh maybe it's. Slash Morgan Webster, but we don't because he's not Scottish. I just I just didn't get a gimmick. It was it was the same with the uh, Ridge Holland as well. Actually, he had this kind of Peaky Binder style gimmick. You know, the long coat, the the hat. You know, carrying a club. I was just like, let's look for British stereotype things and let's just force them <laughs> into a gimmick in, in NXT UK. That's why the, the Modfar thing. 
didn't get, didn't get. Uh, but ah, yeah, the the the, the six man uh, tag at the end was was brilliant. Um, so that's my match tonight. Uh, let's move on to SmackDown then, Paul. You're still with us. Um, let's get your buddies and putovers, my friend. Uh, I think the first thing you've got to bury is a contract signing. There has anything interesting ever happened at a contract signing? No. Well, who was signing the contract on SmackDown this week? So the contract was between Goldberg and Roman Reigns, who, I mean, let's face it, Goldberg's only really got charisma when he's smashing somebody's head in. And it really was pretty poor. You know, it was it was just dull. The same way these things always are. It always ends in a sort of face-off. The only thing it had going for it was the fact it didn't end up in that pathetic little tug-of-war that we had between Roman and Brock Lesnar the other year. It wasn't quite as bad as that. Do you know what they should have had instead? They should have had a conference where they explained why it was Roman who got the title shot against them at WrestleMania. Because that's not been explained yet, and it would have made more sense. One other thing on the contract <laughs> signings. Last week they had a contract signing between... AJ Styles and Undertaker and then they've now changed uh-huh. the stipulation but I'm like the contract yep. was already void because you stuffed the contract in Carol Anderson's mouth as well so it's not <laughs> as if you can file that paperwork but you know you, you need a yeah, maybe, contract <laughs> well, we just wait a few days for it to come out who knows yeah <laughs> uh, what's the other thing you're burying my friend uh, the other thing to bury is going to be I don't understand why, if there's no fans there, you've got people working as though there, there are fans there. And the specific, absolute worst for it was Otis in the heavy in the heavy machinery match um, against Miz and John Morrison. He's constantly playing to the crowd. It's like there's nobody there. Who are you trying to pump up? Who, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why the AEW... You know, having the wrestlers in for the AEW crowd and having right. just that noise actually worked, you know. And yeah, actually absolutely. having matches on the card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate they're having to try and do different things, and, and that's fine. And to be honest, one of the things I'm going to put over in a minute is that one of the slightly different things they did try and do. But I do think just going out and, and trying to do what you were doing before in the exact same way as you were doing it before, it, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, get that. It, totally. it looks like a WWE 2K20 glitch to me. I think. And what are you putting over then, my friend? Uh, I have to say, one of the, one of the things that sort of it was a wee bit of a dull thing to watch, but one of the things that I did notice, and I would like to put over, it's very very subtle, but I didn't, I never picked up on before the fact that it's the Fink's voice that announces the Miz and Morrison's uh, little talk show gimmick. Oh, is it? I, 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 oh, that's quite good. And then the fact, and I'll probably put over the fact as well that when they were doing the impressions of the Usos in the New Day, they didn't use blackface. I would definitely compliment the message on Morrison on that one because there was a, a, a part of me thought, oh, that could go a bit funny, but no. <laughs> I, and I would also put over the fact they just happened to have a couple of baking costumes lying around the performance centre because I'm assuming they just sent somebody out randomly shopping. Um, not entirely sure what happened with that. I don't know. It's good that they're trying different things. I thought the way they did that that whole talk show segment with the bits in the audience and what have you was actually quite good. And the Miz and John Morrison were fairly entertaining. So I guess I would put that over. And, and then match of the night, on paper, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro and Nakamura is a great match. And it, it, it did deliver. 
Um, I think those guys have developed a style of wrestling that really works quite well without a crowd, and I don't think they needed it. You would Sami Zayn screaming his head off in commentary just to provide a little bit of, of ambience, but actually it was a damn good match, and it really suited what they were trying to do. Cool, cool. Uh, thank you very much for that, Paul. Um, I, I've not seen that. I, that. That match sounds like it should be absolute dynamite, and I bet it would be in front of a live audience, but I guess... Well, what to do, John, is just get your kids around the TV and just uh, have them scream and shout for your ambience. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. Uh, Gary, let's move on to Raw then. Um, buddies and putovers from this week. Yep, so the buddies, I was actually going to bury something that I'm surprised Paul didn't bury, and it's Gronk. Uh, the replay of Gronk. I never need to see any Gronk stuff. Fuck Gronk! Just, <laughs> I, I'm going to yet again disqualify replays for my buddies and putovers because I feel like it's not really fair to do it. Um, so my buddy is having an enhancement match. That uh, makes no sense. Like it, Alistair Black looked like a star. The, the enhancement talent looked like a star. But it's no needed this close to WrestleMania. Surely you've got other talents you can get there. I, like I've said that last week, they had a lot of talents there that they didn't use. It's the same this week because they're recording a lot of stuff over the next few days. There, are, there were talents there, but they used an enhancement talent. Um, the other bury, and this kind of goes into one of my, my putovers, but I need to bury the referee from the tag team match because I don't know if any of you have seen what happened, but Andrade caught uh, Cedric Alexander flush with a pretty, uh, pretty bad reverse elbow. And... Cedric definitely got hurt during it and, and kind of, he fell, he tried to kind of crawl away, you could tell he wasn't quite where he, where he thought he was, uh, Andrade just pulled him over, covered him, said I think he knew that was game over, the referee counted the three, but really slowly counted the third count, and then looked at Cedric, counted the three, and then realised something was wrong, counted a four count, and then called for the bell. <laughs> and then Cedric kicked out at like the fourth count. It was the most weird thing ever. Um, and again, like I do sympathise with the referee because you know he's he's not been he's knew what was going to happen. He's knew that wasn't the end of the match, and I think he's hesitated. I don't know what I'd do in that situation, but referees are obviously meant to just call it as they see it. Um, yeah. You know, it was a three count, but it was just awkward. However, that goes into one of my putovers because everything apart from that in that match was absolutely incredible. It made me forget there wasn't a crowd there, much like a lot of the, the, the Daniel Bryan stuff on SmackDown has, just because the match was incredible. Two teams that are thrown together. It was Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. I believe Cedric Alexander was a late replacement for Rey Mysterio, because we've now found that Rey Mysterio is in quarantine. Um, but I believe that he was a late replacement. They had a lot of tag team moves, um, and so did Garza and Andrade. And... They're, they're not tag teams, like they're people who haven't really worked together that much, but they put together an incredible tag team match. Um, and the other put over, like it was said before, I think Paul said that with trying something different always needs to be appreciated. On Raw, they changed the hard cam. They had the hard cam facing the stage, so that behind, from the very first segment, it was Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, and behind them, what you could see was the ramp and the stage, and they put extra screens in either side of the stage and then put extra lighting fixtures in where the, the old hard cam would be and behind where the old hard cam would be. So they just made it look like there wasn't like not that there wasn't a crowd, but it made it look like, you know, yeah. they had the empty chairs everywhere last couple of weeks. They didn't have the empty chairs in shot at all and it just looked brilliant. Which again mm. was what AEW did. 
um, and what Ring of Honor have been doing for a long time. But that, I, I just thought it added so much to the actual show. That's interesting. And I take it match tonight is the tag match then? 100% match tonight has to be the tag match. There was another tag match on the show, and then there was the Alistair Black squash match. But apart from that, you know, if I could have put in the replay, I would have put in the triple threat match between Cena, Lesnar and Rollins. But the tag <laughs> match was incredible, so I'm putting that in. Has to be. Uh, Paul, listen, thank you very much for being our mark this week, mate. No worries. It was a pleasure. Cheers, Thanks, Paul. Paul. Thanks, Paul. Uh, remember, you can get your bribes and putovers in for Rab and Gradle for this week's Wrestling Daft. You can do that on our Twitter, at Wrestling Daft, on Insta, at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. <laughs> Right, it's time to get up to date on what's been happening in the wrestling world with Gary Cassidy. And we're going to kick off with all the WrestleMania goings on. Yeah, so obviously a lot of news regarding WrestleMania. I mentioned it earlier, um, just after the 2D announcement, I got sent a little DM saying that it was going to emanate from multiple locations. The first we seen of that um, was last night with Undertaker and AJ Styles apparently going to take place in a Boneyard match. Um, what so even is that? that? Yeah, yeah. Do we know what I'm that is? I'm going to assume it's a graveyard match. The first thing I thought was that scene in The Lion King that's got all the bones carved over them. <laughs> um, so what, is the, is, is the Undertaker's scar in this analogy? Yeah. Oh my God, it's a run Man. from Simba! <laughs> but yeah, so I think um, I think that one's actually going to take place and they've got a, a 3D green screen um, thing and I can't remember if it's in the performance center or if it's in the Stanford, but they've okay. got that somewhere. They're going to ruin WrestleMania if they keep insisting on <laughs> screen. Because the people who do CD graphics at WWD are horrific as we see every pay-per-view, so please no more. Just stop. <laughs> so apart from that, um, the other two things that are heavily rumoured is um, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley apparently might be taking place for full sale, um, which would kind of make sense given the fact that it's the NXT Women's Championship we're fighting for. Another one, which is probably the most obvious one, is people think that The Fiend versus John Cena might take place somewhere in a gimmick match. Probably the Firefly Funhouse, or maybe like a House of Horrors type match. Um, you never know. Um, but that, that's the kind of multiple locations thing. Again, they're recording WrestleMania this week, apparently. So we might find out more about that. I kind of hope we don't. I'd rather it was kept as a surprise. That's what three of the matches we've just mentioned there. There's a hell of a lot more. Um, uh, WWE just added one today, which was the the heavily rumoured Elias Baron Corbin match, which um, Gronk advocated for because they couldn't make a match on SmackDown. Two got added last night. There's a reason behind one of them. So one of them is Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. I'm not going to try and give you a reason for that one. Uh, the, the one that I know the reason for is the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, so this is for two reasons. Essentially, the Street Profits were meant to be taken on authors of pain, but one of them's injured. Um, so that's just out the window. There's no way they're competing. And, of course, Rey Mysterio was meant to be involved, probably in a championship match with Andrade for the United States Championship, but he's now quarantined, as is Dana Brooke, who was in the six-pack challenge that's now a five-way, uh, fatal five-way elimination match. That one is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Naomi, and Tamina. Um, yep, Could it not have been Tamina that needs to be quarantined instead yeah. of Dana Brooke? <laughs> At least Dana Brooke can do a cool somersault in her entrance. What can Tamina do? 
<laughs> Again, everyone was asking why Carmella's not in that match. She is also in self-isolation with Corey Graves, which is why he's not been on television. Um, but apart from that, there's the obvious ones that we know. There's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that Alex is doing some kind of victory dance right now and uh, also making gestures as to what um, Carmella and Corey Graves might be I doing would while make, self-isolating. I would, <laughs> I would make being in self-isolation with uh, Carmella, I'll tell you that. But... Let's just say Carmella's going to be off in nine months' time. For a but yeah, the other matches, um, we've kind of mentioned most of them throughout the podcast. Uh, you've got the WWE Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. Um, I'll go into my fantasy booking on that in a wee while. Uh, we've got Goldberg defending the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. We've got Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. That one is rumoured to be main event in one of the nights now. We'll see if yeah. that happens. Yeah, obviously I mentioned the Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. You've got The Fiend and John Cena. You've got The Undertaker on AJ Styles. The one that just got made official last night, but we all knew it was happening anyway, is Randy Orton versus Edge in our last man standing match. Um, you've got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. You've got all the other ones that I mentioned, uh, which I've just went to read them, but it's all the ones I've just mentioned. So that is your whack, as long as other stuff doesn't get added in the next few days, which it probably so could. So my... At least yeah, my current... over two days now. I know, it's... my current count is 12 matches, I think, we've got on the cards. Yeah, I think roughly about that. I think that looks about right. Yeah. Uh, two, three-hour shows, 12, like half an hour to match, roughly. Yeah, and you yeah. can take all the segments and stuff in between. That actually works out quite nicely. I'm I'm surprised they've not... I, I mean, I know you think it'll... Be, I, I mean, it might be Becky versus Shayna headline, but I thought they would have went for the obvious Brock and Drew one night and Goldberg-Roman the next. That's what I thought. Um, the one thing I thought could throw a spanner in the works there was I thought they might put Orton Edge on um, because I think putting Roman Goldberg on after something like Orton V Edge would be, I would always say disastrous because there's no crowd there to boo it. So, uh, so it's just, yeah, well, that's true. Wrong with but yeah, yeah, that was the, the weird one I thought when I seen that Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler were, were possibly rumoured to be main event in one of the nights. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, Becky Lynch obviously is already main evented. I mean, and won. Um, and it is kind of one of the few things that have got like a proper storyline behind it. True. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. I, I guess we'll see. I, I kind of I hope that if uh, Drew McIntyre wins, then he main events. But if he doesn't, then ah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> Put it <exactly>. whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh well, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Matt Hardy obviously joined AEW officially, um, but I believe there's a cost in his contract that allows him to work elsewhere. Yeah, so we've already seen this with, um, obviously, Chris Jericho and John Moxley have both worked in New Japan. Um, again, you'd, maybe Lance Archer might be continuing to work in New Japan, so it's not something that's uncommon. Um, Jeff Cobb as well, of course, um, he's he's not exclusive to AEW. Matt Hardy um, was doing a wee Q&A on Twitter, and he got asked, or didn't really, as someone says, I would have loved to have seen you in New Japan. And he kind of said, well, I'd love to do it, and I still can do it, my contract allows it. Um, so they kind of put some feelers out there live on Twitter. Uh, let's see if New Japan get back to him, but I would absolutely love it. I think he said that um, the, the one time he would love to compete there was at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Matt, Matt Hardy's a big enough draw that, of course, everybody would love to see that. So, yeah, I guess we'll see if it happens. Look at Alex's little face light up. <laughs> Look at him go. It is New Japan wrestling. Um, and I think you'll Eden... find this is actually a Dragon Gate show, John. Not oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, AEW is set to be, basically, it looks like it's going to be closed doors until May. 
Yeah, so I kind of mentioned it there with, um, with WWE. They're recording a, a hell of a lot this week in terms of their future programming, not just WrestleMania. AEW already did a lot of that. Um, oddly, they're actually doing a double uh, showing of Dark tonight. They're doing a, a double-length version of it, but they've apparently recorded a lot of shows. Um, this week's one, pretty excitingly, is going to have Cody Rhodes on commentary. Um, maybe taking a leaf out of Triple H's book last week. But apparently they have an awful lot in the can from what they recorded last week after uh, after Dynamite, which I think is why I kind of put out that um, we didn't really know when the next episode was going to be because they kept saying, whenever we see you again, we'll see you next yeah. time. They, they never mentioned that it was live next week. Yeah, it was so next Dynamite, wasn't it? Not next week. Yeah, they kept. Um, they were kind of clever in the way they, they, they went about how they addressed future programming. From what we now know, it looks like they'll be putting on pre-recorded shows for the next while, which is yeah. probably a smart idea because you don't know what will happen if, if America exactly. locked down the same way we have. Then, yeah, you're as well having this stuff in the can. Yeah, and it also also means you know we're getting to still watch wrestling and we get to see Alex's cat again in front of the webcam. <laughs> she just knows when there's a nice keyboard to walk on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, thank goodness for wrestling because there's nothing else to watch at the moment. Do you think AW, Do you think AW will continue with having the wrestlers in the, in the seats in the crowd? I think they need it's to. an odd one. Yeah, they, see. I said it last week where there's, there's a couple of issues that throws up, up they got away with like the journalistic integrity thing that I mentioned because I mean they all portrayed their characters perfectly um, they, they were all perfectly in character throughout the one thing is um, there are two issues they were sat kind of close to each other for Malikin given the social distancing thing and also they had some people that were uh, quite close to the age um, restriction there that was another wee note Jerry Lawler was off raw this week for that reason um, you had Jake the Snake Roberts and, and stuff sitting Jim Ross <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why Cody's going Jim on commentary next week because both both Jim and Tony you'd think would be would be at risk surely I mean, probably even yeah. Taz by this stage yeah so I, I think that's probably why so yeah I think we will see some changes again because it was pre-recorded those folk were all in the building we know they were in the building but I guess we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see if the commentary is going to be live or if they have overdubbed it. Um, that's why. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. Thanks for the news this week, Gary. No, thank you. Right, so in the wrestling game, it's all about the money. Dusty Rhodes always used to say that. So we've launched a Patreon service, if you don't know. It's a subscription service where we give you lots of extra content from Wrestling Daft. Shout out to all our new Patreons who have jumped on board recently. Neil Gow, Lewis Young, Matthew Hegarty, Craig Murchie and Venetian Joe, which I quite like. Uh, so we've set up three tiers for you to get involved with. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Tier 1, and Alex won't have his uh, calculator out to, to do the maths on this this week. But Cruiserweight Champion is $4 a month. On that you'll get Patreon-only chat community, get ad-free versions of all the episodes, full-on edited versions. And you uh, also plus... get John's last roll of toilet roll. No, you will not <laughs> win that. I... You also get bonus content from the show up there just now. You can see pictures of Grado with Ronda Rousey. No, it was not a rib on Wrestling Daft. Grado actually met Ronda Rousey and it looks like they had a hell of a good night. Very strange, but as Grado said, she really liked me. And actually in the picture... (laughs) And the pictures you'll actually see that she really did. Um, so check that out by joining up tier one. You also get to vote on the list of wrestling daft each week, uh, which this week looks like it's going to be Undertaker's 
favourite best moments so boys have a think about that and um, we'll ask you at the end of the programme uh, tier 2 Intercontinental Champion $10 a month get everything in tier 1 but you also get a video version of the podcast each week and a bonus episode once a month now this month we're going to be doing a Wrestlemania preview show uh, I'm hoping to set up a Marks versus Grado and Rab kind of tag team belt but we'll wait and see uh, how the diaries go on that one but that's it. Uh, we're going to be doing that next week. Uh, tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, $20 a month. You'll get free tickets for our live events. Obviously, at the moment, there is no scheduled live events. But as soon as the, we get the, the go-ahead and the green light, we'll have those announced very soon. So you get free tickets for every live event. And you'll get a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt with a design of your choice if you sign up for a minimum of three months so that is plus you do get the chance to come on this show as a mark as well which you heard paul earlier on obviously that's the big star thing um so if you fancy becoming a patron we'd love to have you and sign you up to the roster patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft ah it's a bit of a shame at the moment because fantasy booking island only Gary's allowed to go over to it because of self-isolation. So Gary, jump on that boat, get yourself over to Santa Fantasy Booking Island right now, and you know, uh, there's no bog roll over there by the way at the moment. So just watch yourself, uh, and there's there's only a couple <laughs> of tins of beans left in Fantasy Booking Island. So get yourself on that boat, get over there, and tell us what you fantasy booking this week. So yeah, obviously we're on quite a low place right now, so I'm going to start it in a low place and then hopefully take us to somewhere that is everyone's fantasy island, uh, maybe just through my booking. You're probably all going to shut it down, but we'll see how it goes anyway. I said, I believe I said last week that um, Drew McIntyre, I'd have no problem with him losing at WrestleMania um, if it leads to him winning the WWE Championship in front of a crowd somewhere down the line. So... Let us book that and slightly beyond that uh, and, and see how it goes. But yeah, obviously he's competing at WrestleMania. That's the, the, the last point of the current Drew McIntyre trajectory that's scheduled. So we're going to say Drew McIntyre goes up against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. We won't do a squash match. That's a wee bit harsh, but we'll just say Brock Lesnar wins pretty emphatically. Drew McIntyre comes out of that realising that maybe he's been a wee bit too upbeat, pandered to the crowd a little bit too much. He doesn't turn heel, but he, he goes into that grey area where he's a bit more of a badass. He kind of wants to, to just beat up people, tear through the roster. He does that, gets his rematch against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam in front of a massive crowd in a massive arena. He wins the WWE Championship at SummerSlam and becomes the first ever British WWE Champion. From then on, we move Brock Lesnar to SmackDown to boost ratings. And then we have the next challenger, the next proper challenger for Drew McIntyre as Royal Rumble winner, Alistair Black. And Alistair Black, we'll see, is still pretty much undefeated at this moment. Um, he's still going on his tail. He's still doing absolutely brilliantly. And we're building all the way to WrestleMania next year, where we have Alistair Black versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre essentially turns heel during WrestleMania to beat Alistair Black very unfairly. That leads to Alistair Black disappearing. He goes to SmackDown, where him and Brock Lesnar go into a programme, going into SummerSlam, but that's not the main part of it. The main part of it is, in that little middle bit, maybe the night after, say, Money in the Bank, if that is still the in-between pay-per-view, we get the announcement that SummerSlam next year 
on the anniversary, the 30th anniversary of it. It's going to be in the UK at Wembley. And Drew McIntyre will be celebrating one year as WWE Champion by defending his championship at SummerSlam. It's the first ever British Champion to walk in to a major pay-per-view. I'm oh, sorry, it wouldn't be the first one because they've done it already at WrestleMania. But he's the first one to walk into a pay-per-view in the UK as champion. And his opponent, William Regal, comes out and announces your opponent. Your opponent, sorry, is this man. It's a returning Neville. It's not Pac the AEW, it is Neville, but he's back and he's better than ever. Drew McIntyre's like, okay, oh, that's fine, he's a tiny guy. Who cares about Neville? I can beat him with my eyes closed. Oh, that's not all. I've got some more news for you, William Regal says. And over the Titantron, over the PA we hear, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's a triple threat <laughs> in Wembley. First ever UK pay-per-view that WWE put on. We have the WWE Championship being defended by the Scottish Drew McIntyre against Neville from Newcastle and the other Englishman, Bad News Barrett. And that's it. <laughs> that's as far as I went. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to come to you first on this one. <laughs> but you see, I really like it, but there's, there's one big sticking point for me, and that I can't, I can't have Neville anywhere near WWE ever again. <laughs> I just, I just can't allow it. It's, it's, it's not, it's not unacceptable. It's, it's, it's stopping me wanting to book it. To be honest, if you, if you swap them out for like, you should put some Welsh in there. Swap them out for Flash Morgan Webster or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I like where you go. I like this full program that you book, Gary, but. I have to say, I, I, can't, I can't book it. I can't book it. <laughs> I can't book it. Because I can't, you know, I like the idea. But I just can't have bad news. Bad, we'd ban it. <laughs> you needed to be in two different spots. You don't to be in the world cycle oh. program. You just oh, man. <laughs> oh. I tried my best. I tried my best. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could have used that year. You should have used that year to build up Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, and then there was your three-way three way way. I could have booked, I would have went on board with that. I was about to say, if only there was another person to the UK that would have been a viable contender, but I had a year to book them up. Why did I not do it? <laughs> I, I actually thought you were going to go for until suddenly William Regal goes, and then suddenly hear, Life is a mystery. <laughs> Man, that I, would have been been be, I thought it was going to be actually Regal. I didn't mean up for that. <laughs> Well right, done, let's, uh, let's switch to Stadium and we'll have a great <laughs> McIntyre for the <laughs> There we go. <laughs> now it's time to welcome on to the 10 count one of the UK's most promising young stars. It's the prodigy, Leighton Buzzard. First wrestling match you watched. Undertaker vs. Undisclosed Opponent. I don't remember who it was. Best match you wrestled in. Uh, Leighton Buzzard versus Liam Thompson, Gonzo One. Favorite opponents. Kez Evans. Favorite wrestler of all time. Chris Jericho. Favorite tag team. Two-man power trip. Favorite finishing move. Steiner Screwdriver. Favorite promo of all time. Either Roddy Piper coming back to Nitro. Um... Or CM Punk, Pipe Bomb. Favourite entrance theme? Ooh. Oh, it's got to be... I'm going to rapid-fire a couple. DX, Triple H the, Triple H the Game, or uh, just so he brings me back on the show, Grado Like a Prayer. Favourite pay-per-view? 
uh, because I've seen it over a hundred times. My mum got it for me on DVD, and it was the only bit of wrestling memorabilia I had. WrestleMania 24, which we mentioned earlier on. Favorite match of all time. Uh, of all time. It's got to be Hogan Rock. Okay, that's it for another wrestling daft, albeit uh, appearances from children and cats. Um, the wrestling daft marks. It's not the same quality as you would expect, but we are trying our best to get the content to you. My big thanks, as always, to Big Alex. Thank you. And his and, cat. Don't forget the cat. And, and his cat and Gary, who's sat and necked about two beers since we've done this <laughs> podcast. And thank you. And I actually forgot that I had one honorary put over because um, friend of wrestling, Daft Goshi, it's his birthday today. Oh, so Goshi. He's, he's 28. Yeah, he's having to stay in, obviously, on his birthday. I meant to put that in my put overs, but hopefully he's listening to the end of the show. And then, uh, no one, no one listens to Ned, Gary. No one no. listens to Ned. I, I suspect Goshi did. Uh, listen, uh, no, but the boys, other person we need to, we need to put over, one other fan, John, you need to put over a certain Neil who was on a couple of weeks ago. He's been he's been starving out on Twitter for a wee, for a wee put over. We're going to let him give him his moment. So thanks again, Neil, because he keeps tweeting us, asking him to be thanked again. So thanks, Neil. <laughs> give oh, the man his due. Give, give the man his due. I don't know. Give the man his credit. Before we go, obviously, Rab and Gradle back with the big show on Friday. Still trying to confirm guests, but... Greedy was trying to get uh, Martin Kirby on for that one, so fingers crossed that happens. Um, they'll be on Skype as well, so it'll be quite interesting to see how that goes. Already tested it with Grado today, and he's very excited because he feels. Is it, is it safe to do a video podcast from Grado's house? I mean, I, I don't. He felt like because he was wearing a headset with a microphone, he felt he said like Jerry the King Lawler. So it was. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes uh, on Friday. They'll be doing the list of wrestling daft, of course. And this week we were asking, it was between your favourite WrestleMania moment or as the Undertaker. It's his birthday this week. Your favourite Undertaker moment, and it was the favourite Undertaker moment which uh, won it. Any of you boys got a favourite Undertaker moment? I can never look past him burying Paul Bearer in a vat of concrete. That one's yeah. hard to beat. My one should have probably been um, retiring and in inverted quotes uh, when he left his hat in the ring. But I'm going to go for him, uh, the good old crucifixion. Um, that I don't know how to beat him, but that's, uh, the crucifixion has, has got to be up there for me. <laughs> We'll get you your Undertaker best moments into Rabbit Grazo for a Friday show. We'll try and get them on. Before we go, we always like to say, sign up, subscribe, rate and review us on Apple. I've got a little review for us here, boys. Uh, Capitan Colombo gave us four stars for Wrestling Daft. There's a minus point here. Great when it's Rabbit Grazo. However, the marks are a poor imitation. Get in content. <laughs> so, I like the way now bringing down your podcast rating. Yeah, yeah. So we've brought it down one star. We've brought it down from a five-star review to a four-star review. So there you go. So Kat, thank you very much, Capitan Combo, for your input. We'll take it on board. Um, thanks, boys. Um, stay safe, everybody out there. Uh, make sure you get plenty of toilet roll. And if you do find somewhere selling mints, please let us know. Stop leaving your house. Stop. Stop leaving your house. <laughs> I hate to say this, but listen to Boris, guys. Listen. Oh, to no. Boris. Enjoy the wrestling week and we'll catch up with you next week. Audio Frontier. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.